0: Hello and welcome back to the Annette Castle podcast. I'm Daniel Watkins.
1: And I'm Deborah Beecroft.
0: And today's episode is all about the castle's most recent appearance on the big screen.
1: This spring saw the release of Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, a fantasy adventure starring Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez and Hugh Grant. The cast and crew filmed here at Annette Castle, shooting a number of scenes within the grounds and several castle staff appear as extras in the movie too.
0: To mark the fact the movie is now available to watch on streaming, as well as on DVD and Blu-ray, We got a few of the Castle team's D&D fans together to talk about what they enjoyed about the film, their D&D connections, and what it's like to see your workplace take a starring role in a Hollywood movie.
1: There are a few slight spoilers for the film, so if you're spoiler-averse, we will put timestamps in the episode notes.
0: Please enjoy. Uh, We are joined on today's Annette Castle podcast by members of the Castle team to talk about Dungeons & Dragons, Honour Among Thieves. Uh, Hi, everybody.
2: Hello. Hello. Hi.
0: So let's start with uh, who we've got with us today, who you are, what you do at the Castle, and what your connection is to Dungeons & Dragons.
3: Would you like me to start? Yes. Yes. Hello, um, my name is Brad Aaron Headley. I am a film tour guide here at the Annette Castle, and I got in through a friend of mine whose cousin was the assistant director for Dungeons and Dragons. And I've been doing films with him for a million years. Um, so he was like, hey, do you wanna come on a Hollywood film? And I was like, yes, please. So that's how I got into Dungeons and Dragons through him. So you, Callum. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, um, my name is Callum Wood. I'm uh, not only a member on the admissions team, but I'm also a film tour guide. And uh, I had the privilege of working with Brad as a lock-off production assistant on the set of Dungeons and Dragons.
0: What is one of those? What is a lock-off production assistant? A
4: lock-off production assistant is somebody responsible for controlling the cast and crew whilst the shooting is actually taking place. So it's to make sure that, one, there's absolutely no noise going on whatsoever, and two, that nobody accidentally steps into the frame during shooting because we don't want a repeat of Blue Jeans Guy from Mandalorian Season 2.
3: <laughs> that was our job. So, were you the same, Brad? Yes, I was. Yeah, I was the same as Callum uh, for how long would it be? Three days, four days? I've already yeah. forgotten.
4: Yeah, pretty yeah. much four days, yeah. yeah.
2: I'm Michelle Bailey. I work in the Artisans at the castle. Uh, My connection to Dungeons & Dragons is because I've seen the film, I work in film, and I've been playing Dungeons & Dragons and various other tabletop RPGs since I was about 12.
0: (laughs) But, Michelle, you've recently turned that into something new, have you Which I have
2: recently turned into a live-action, interactive, improvised theatre experience, so, yeah, called Roll for Initiative, so follow Roll for Initiative Show. (laughs) Mm
5: Hi, I'm Charlotte Walton, uh, and I work as a film guide and a stateroom guide at the castle. And my connection to Dungeons and Dragons is that I was an extra or a supporting artist on Dungeons and Dragons. In fact, I was castle labourer female number one, so basically a named role, if you ask me. Wow.
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And did you spot yourself in the film?
5: Uh, I did spot myself in the film. Uh, I don't know if anyone else would be able to spot me in the film. I only managed to do it because I knew where I was standing in the scene in particular and what I was wearing. But technically, I did make the cut, yeah. Uh, Some of my colleagues had a little bit more face time than me. But, you know, still, (laughs) I was pleased with it. I posted it on my Instagram story, so, you know.
1: (laughs) I suppose the main question in terms of the film is, what did you think of it? I loved it. I don't know about
4: you guys. It was, it was so much fun to work on. Yeah. It was amazing. And the fact that it all happened in a place that's so important to the local community. Like Vienna Castle is just brilliant. And obviously we've brought so many different movies here over the years. It's absolutely incredible that big movie productions still come here to make such amazing movies. It's really humbling as well getting to work on them.
2: Yeah, yeah it's really great. I I particularly loved it because I remember watching the one that came out in the 90s, which was <laughs> I loved at the time yeah. because I was like, yes, they've made a and d film, but it, <laughs> it, it hasn't aged well at all. I mean, Jeremy Imes as a, a bad guy will always be amazing, but they kind of missed the whole point of D&D, which is a, that it's supposed to be fun. And I, so this this film really hits that point quite well is that D&D is a lot of fun a lot of there's a lot of mistakes that happen like if you roll a low number it won't work out and there's references to that in the film as well which are great which it it feels like a Dungeons and Dragons film which is good.
5: Yeah I don't have as much experience as you but I played a bit of D&D and I like definitely felt that and I was glad it was fun but it wasn't like too I don't know, annoyingly referential with it, like it hit a really good balance that. Yeah. yeah, it didn't
2: feel like, this is Dungeons and Dragons. It was very much just those little referential points of like roles and yeah. the world and the silliness. and Just how... bringing in
5: random doodads, like, now you have to find this thing.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, this failed. Or, yeah. or the big, fat, roly-poly dragon, which will forever be in my heart. <laughs> like, it was the best thing ever, yeah. yeah.
0: And you spotted the castle when it turned up? Uh, we've, we feature in a number of scenes throughout the film, and when you were watching it, did you go, oh, yeah, I know that bit.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I was watching it, because I watched it with two of my friends who also mm-hmm. worked on the film, and of course, because I, when I worked on the film, I wasn't part of the Canon Castle staff. And then, so when I went to watch the film, it was also like, oh, that is where I work now, and oh, I worked on the film. And any time I see me on Castle, it was just... I was a child just screaming inside. And I just every time i came on the screen, I grabbed my mate's leg and just shook him like, this is incredible. It's <laughs> the Anna castle.
5: Yeah, I, I went um opening day obviously with my family, because they're very excited for my you know, big big screen debut. Um <laughs> uh, but we were right at the back. So I was annoying my family throughout by going, it's there, it's there guys and like pointing and trying not to shout, I was like whisper shouting. And they were like, yeah, yeah, we get it. We also know what the <laughs> castle looks like. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, I do that when I watch any film that's been made here, but it was super exciting to see it like on the big screen, obviously, yeah. for the new film.
0: Is that the first time that you've seen a, a castle film on the big screen as members of staff here?
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. 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 I, I think I've see seen Transformers the last night <laughs> <laughs> in cinemas, but I wasn't working here when that came out, yeah.
2: Yeah, same, Transformers and Harry Potter. Yeah. I guess I've seen like the Harry Potter
3: rescreenings, but I don't think that really counts. Mm-hmm. I
1: don't know. Did you find it difficult to watch the story of the film, though, when you were kind of constantly going, "Oh, that's where I work," "Oh, that's where I work"?
3: Sort of, but then I feel like I was just enjoying the film. Like the film could have had no plot at all, <laughs> and I still would have really loved it just to see <laughs> the castle. But I managed to follow along with the story, and the story had me hooked. It was engaging, it was funny, and because I have played Dungeons and Dragons, I think once back in like my first year of university just seeing the madness transfer from what it was like when I first played it Mm. onto the big screen doing it perfectly. It's just chef's kiss.
2: (laughs) I think I slightly forgot, but I think it's because I was so engrossed in the film that I was like, this is really good. And it was only the part where Chris Pine comes through and I was like this that's yeah. Of course, I, I know this. I got me. Like, yeah, that is the castle. Duh. Yeah,
5: I, it was rough because I was really enjoying it, but I was every time there was a new scene that I knew I was in, I was like so laser <laughs> focused. <related. laughs> <laughs> but it, it goes Where's by. Me? Yeah, I was like, it goes by quite fast, obviously. But I was, I was really trying. But no, I, I still managed to engage with the story. It was really fun. I'd like to see it again, actually. Yeah,
2: definitely. You've all mentioned
0: being engaged with the story and and the quest. Uh, did you have any favourite parts that you know if people are going to watch the movie?
3: I don't know if it's just pure vanity, but I think the entire bit with the illusion scene with Edgin and just him playing the loot and everything—that scene is—I don't think I've ever laughed so hard in the cinema. I mean, me and Callum watched that scene being filmed, and watching it being filmed was insane madness. But then watching it on the big screen, I like thought I was going to pass out in faith laughing. <laughs> it was so so good. Wow.
2: Yeah, because I, cause, cause I obviously wasn't here. Yeah. But, of course, you see that whole, and you're like, oh, it's the typical bar distraction. And then when it starts to go wrong, you're like, oh, this is more of a and d bar yeah, distraction. Yeah, they, yeah. they rolled it wrong. I don't know what my... I think it would have to be roly-poly fat dragon. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never <Yeah>. seen that <laughs> before. But it also, um, Reggie John Page, as mm. the cleric, was hilarious. Yeah. There was lots of comic His. Stand
3: straight. Like the bit where he was walking yeah. in a straight line in yeah. the yeah, he, yeah. and then the like commentating whether he's gonna like step over the rock or Is walk he around. around? Yeah. No, nope, yeah. he went
5: over. I was dying, like, that was that was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was so yeah. funny. I I mean I thought it was funny, but my mum, like, I've never seen her like that. She just laughs so much at the scene with where they're reanimating the, the, the corpses. Oh yeah. She's, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> my brother yeah. started to get embarrassed. She was genuinely laughing so yeah. much. My brother was like just the entire graveyard scene is yeah, so fantastic. Good. It was. Hilarious. It was honestly really funny. The comedy worked so well for me, yeah, and the cast, to. like the cast chemistry, I think was yeah. part. Because I yeah. think they
3: managed to perfectly balance good story and comedy without being too funny and then lacking in the story yeah. department, like you say, like some other films and TV shows do at the minute, but this had the perfect balance, and like I said I was genuinely, like my stomach was hurting from laughing at several <laughs> points in this film.
2: Yeah. There's also, I really appreciated being a bit of a fantasy film nerd anyway, like the, the nods to other fantasy yeah. films, like yeah. they did the false perspective, like they did in Lord of the Rings yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. and there was lots of nods like that throughout which made my little geeky heart seem <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: Yeah, on that note, I think there was some, like, genuinely creative magic combat that was really fun to watch. I also really liked the portal heist bit Mm. with with Doric. That was cool. She was my favourite.
0: In preparation for this recording, Deborah did create cheat sheets for you with all of the main characters and the cast in there. Thanks. Um, Charlotte's (laughs) picked a favourite. Anybody else got any favourite characters or favourite members of the cast that really stood (sighs) out for you?
2: It's hard to choose, isn't it? Because mm, yeah. Hugh Grant was pretty great.
3: Yeah. being I mean, Hugh his Grant villainous in self. Anything is fantastic because I, I that man is can do no wrong in my eyes. I'm glad he's continuing his villain career from yeah.
5: Paddington to all <laughs> Film. Oh, and yeah. he was so <laughs> great in in that film 2, as yeah. well.
2: <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez was really great as well. I really loved Michelle Rodriguez's character Holger and Edgin, played by Chris Pine. I really enjoyed their platonic relationship. That was really refreshing. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that they didn't have to like. Being madly in her. love with one another. Yeah, it was really That's nice so cool. and it was really good.
5: And also Reggie Jean-Page, I know we talked about him before, but he was so funny. Yeah, he, uh, he was, was really, really character. good.
3: He was one of my favourites.
5: Yeah, I was
2: team. a bit worried about it because, of course, everyone saw him in Bridget and yeah. he was quite oh, yeah, stern yeah. and, you know, sour-faced and dour. And I was like, oh, I don't know if he'd work in it. But I actually think he played on that yeah. part yeah, of himself yeah. really well that it did carry quite
4: <laughs> hilariously. Yeah. Callum? Yeah, no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry. Well,
4: I, I, I honestly loved Rajay's performance in this because he played the stoic, brave warrior, but it was in such a deadpan delivery that it felt like dry humour, like the kind of humour that I love. And it just, every scene that he was in, I just absolutely adored. He's just, and it, it helps that he's actually quite handsome as well. Fair <laughs> <laughs>
1: So for those of you who were around filming, whether working or as a supporting artist, you. um, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> what were your favourite memories of Ooh. working
3: on it? That's a good one. I think probably the ice cream first. That yes. was fantastic. Yeah. There was a, it was like boiling hot temperatures and everyone was sort of sweltering in the heat. And I was stood down next to the line archway of the castle and then all I see is Callum marching towards me with a mission and he is ready and he says, Brad, we're going to get ice cream and I was like, okay Callum uh, okay, so then me and Callum went into an ice cream shop and we bought probably the entire stock of ice cream (laughs) Yeah. And just carrying that around into the Annick Castle and then just handing out to people and having them come up to you and picking ice cream and you've got Chris Pine staring at you like, oh, what flavours have you got? And you just what is my life currently? <laughs> and and uh, not
4: to mention most of it had already started melting at this point. It <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. might as well just be a milkshake or something. Yeah, other. definitely. Yeah. Did Chris Pine pick a flavour of ice cream? Oh, which one did he pick? Was he vanilla? I think he was. He might have been vanilla. Uh, um, classic. Yeah, classic, yeah. classic. Classic. Classic kind of guy. Here. <laughs> I feel like that's something we should have remembered, and it's just yeah. not. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he's not. Maybe he's a rum and raisin type of guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. That's why I always just say, that was my catchphrase on Dungeons and Dragons. Just what what, what is my life? For me? <laughs> this is amazing. Um,
5: I gotta say, my maybe my least favorite memory is getting up so early. What you maybe don't know about being in a film is that you have to get up at like four thirty, so then you can go to hair and makeup for like two hours, even though you're just a background artist who's like four pixels on the screen.
3: If you think getting you up at half four was bad, we were up at half past three well, to there you help go. to come support to you support supporting me. extras. Yeah. Artists, um. I should say. So
5: <laughs> Yeah, we were definitely really tired, but it was just it was really enjoyable all day. Yeah. Um my one of my favourite things, which was really fun, the first scene we were doing we were out like on what do you call it, Barney side. Um, and I obviously I wear glasses for the listener. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> obviously, obviously, guys. Uh, but
5: I, I don't wear contact lenses, so I had my glasses like sort of in a fold of my skirt in my costume. And I was set up, and obviously all the ads, probably Brad for all I know, was telling me like, yeah. get your glasses off. So I was standing there, kind of unable to see anything, waiting for the scene to be set, and you know it's taken a while. And then I, I had a scene partner, she was very nice. So we were set up together, and then suddenly she's like. I think Chris Pine's on the horse now and I could just see a blur and I snuck my glasses out of my pocket, put them on and then just like, it's so surreal, like you say, like you just see Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez just sitting on a horse and we were stood behind them. That's where you can see me, by the way, guys. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Behind them on the horse. Uh, And it was just so surreal and strange. Uh, And the other thing I got to say, I mean, I could go on, but another thing that I loved because I worked at the castle before being on the film, I loved seeing what they'd done. They had loads of like nice banners around and it was just like interesting to see how they dressed the set. I think that was really cool. And the little, they made a little sort of...
1: Market? Market. market? market! They made a little
5: market, and they had like a sort of village of tents, and it was just like so detailed, and we were walking around looking at all the props, and it was just, it was really fun to explore it.
0: And Michelle, not in the film, sadly. Boo. <laughs> as a big Dungeons & Dragons fan, what is it you like about Dungeons & Dragons as a game, as a concept, what's so great about it that's translated? In this
2: film. I think for me it's imagination and I think a lot of people look at those fantasy games and just think of like dorks and nerds and geeks and think that it's all very serious but actually it's about using your imagination and there's no restrictions there's no rules like you can be riding around on a, a chair that's suddenly magical and eats people or you could fly into space or anything can happen basically there's no limits as long as it's a limit to your imagination and I kind of like I like playing around with that I like yeah. you know you get to role play as a different character you have alignments of whether you play good or evil or chaotic and you can play a range of different creatures of different races and different personalities yeah I think that's it it's that kind of storytelling that you kind of get to play with and everything's by chance so you can try and do something but if you roll low it will go completely wrong and if you roll high it'll go completely well so that's why I love about games like Dungeons and Dragons what do you
1: think people should look out for yeah. when they watch the film
0: I mean the Annek Castle. <laughs> um, As Charlotte said. Oh yeah. They they changed a lot of the castle about yeah, so that you so wouldn't normally see. So is yeah. there anything particular in the castle scenes? That... I think
3: what what I found quite am- amazing when it came to like the sort of set dressing that Charlotte mentioned was the path from the Lion Arch going down to like Side. When I came here on the film, of course, I hadn't been at the castle for years beforehand. And, of course, that road's tarmac, but then when, of course, Dungeons & Dragons came, was it Pebble? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Pebble, yeah. I thought that was just the castle. So then, of course, when I came in to start working here and I realised it was tarmac, I was like, oh, have they changed the path around? like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why, well, no? But, yeah, so just, like, everything with, like, the plants that they put up, the, uh, the pebbles, the big banners, the village, everything like that. It's amazing.
2: I have to say, being the person who wasn't on set, it took me a while to recognise their arch, arch because yeah. they had all the topery And then I was like, oh, that's that. Because yeah. like, yeah. I didn't see it all set dressed or anything.
5: Yeah, and um, some of the scenes as well, there's like obviously CGI sort of enhancement, like the one where they're riding up on the horses. It doesn't look like Annick Castle at all. Like it looks like our archway, and then yeah. they have the massive Neverwinter, Winter. Neverwinter like castle citadel in the background.
3: Well, on a technicality so. of when they're riding up into Neverwinter, in the background there is a bush which belongs to the Annick Castle. I don't think it's there anymore. <laughs> I am behind that bush, <laughs> <laughs> so technically I am in Dungeons and Dragons, but you just can't see me. So that's something to look out for.
2: (laughs) So do look out for that bush. (laughs) Behind there is a
4: six foot five giant. Played by Brad. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Callum? No, I was just going to say about that scene where they gallop up to uh, Neverwinter Castle. It's like the first time you actually get a glimpse of the castle, it's like the establishing shot for it. And it's brilliant because they've done it in such a way that it was familiar to the first Harry Potter movie where they do an establishing shot where it's just the outer walls of the castle but the rest of the castle beyond that has been CGI'd so those walls are famous because not only can they claim to have been Hogwarts but also Neverwinter Castle so
2: mm-hmm. My <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was the question? Yeah. <laughs> no, <I'm
1: sorry. laughs> yeah, what was the question? What should people look out for? In the, well, in the film, in the castle? In the film? Mm-hmm. Maybe the
5: scene that no one's mentioned that you can't tell is the castle, but it's down by the wall. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah. There's a scene um, <laughs> where the, the the villain, who's yeah, Safina, um, <laughs> is sort of entering on a boat, and it's all this and it's on a little misty river. And if you look at the bridge at the top corner, you might see a little lion statue on there, which is a hint that it's the Lion Bridge oh. down on the River Alm, which is in front of the castle. And then they sort of come up towards the castle and they walk around the Capability Brown walk area, uh, which is at the front. So, yeah, that one is difficult to sort of notice if you're not really looking for it. So, yeah. Which on the on the misty river and then walking with some, some yeah. lackeys. <laughs> <them>. <laughs> I'm gonna have
2: to rewatch
3: this. Yeah, film yeah. Because <laughs> I think when they were just going, because I forgot about that scene. Yeah, because I, yeah, well, I
5: wasn't on set for that. That was yeah, the other day. I
3: think what was so good about that is when they filmed it. It like I said, it was the boiling hot weather, blue skies, and everything but like they let off in a massive industrial amount of fog and it really just really enhanced the scene to make it look spooky and scary because i feel like if you didn't have the fog it would just be like oh okay this is this is not a way to introduce your main villain in the story but the fog just enhanced it and it just made it look so Uh, amazing cool fantastic mystical (laughs) mystical that's a good word
4: it may have also been to hide some of the cars that were currently coming off Uh, the other. yeah
3: (laughs) (laughs) that's also a good show probably to hide some of the ford fiestas that kept beeping at us
5: but the um they I, i remember when they were sort of announcing the film they were talking a lot about like using practical effects which they definitely used a lot in the film and there was like a part uh during the market that they cut and they had like a real fire breather on set she was all painted red And she was fire breathing, and it was like so cool. We didn't know it was gonna happen. I mean, you're not told that much to supporting artists. They're just like stand over there, walk around when we say to. Yeah, and I was like walking quite close to it in that scene, uh, and she just suddenly went. Fire was like so cool. There was loads of stuff like that. There's just so many details like that. But I like the use of practical effects. Obviously, there's CGI because there always is these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thought that was nice, and the practical set dressing too. Like I said, you know, they could have used way more CGI for that, but feels a bit more sort of real and mm-hmm. old school in a fun way.
0: They even gave us a portcullis. <coughs> yeah.
4: Oh, yes, they did. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yes. Good shout. Because
3: was that going into the courtyard? Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 I forgot about the portcullis, yeah. Because <laughs> you'll notice that the portcullis is not there. <laughs> Movie magic. <laughs> Movie
1: magic. <laughs> so three of you do film to us. Yes. Yeah. Do you get a lot of visitors asking about Dungeons & Dragons? That's it.
3: Last year, I had more people asking us and I wasn't allowed to say yes. But now this year, not a single person is asking me up until the point I mentioned Dungeons and Dragons was filmed yet. It, it, it's really weird how it's worked out.
5: Whenever I've mentioned it on tour, um, people, have, you know, people in the crowd have been sort of nodding enthusiastically. Uh, and I like to, to plug it and tell people to look for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what i'm that's my real agenda um but, but no pe- people seem interested in them.
2: wait until the sequels and they True. come back and people yeah, are yeah. like oh yeah becomes a phenomenon please i hope they do
0: have you got any uh, final things to say about dungeons and dragons or your experience here watching the filming or anything you'd like to add michelle this is a chance to tell us all about role for initiative
2: Thank you. If you are interested, I have created an interactive, improvised, a play as you go sort of adventure quest theatrical show called Roll for Initiative. Um, so we'll be doing lots of different shows around the northeast and taking it on tour. So do follow us at Roll for Initiative Show uh, or follow hashtag Roll for Initiative Show on Instagram and Facebook and find out what we're doing. We're doing lots of different comedy sketches, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, if you're an RPG gaming tabletop rpg games fan can i add one more thing that i actually really liked it was like the different fighting styles they used because i really appreciated how michelle rodriguez's character being a barbarian holger like all of her move effects for fighting were like based on wwf moves. (laughs) like i was like sick that's pretty cool (laughs) i thought that was a nice little attention to detail instead of having everyone fight the same it was like yeah <laughs> and I really like the mix between CGI and practical effects which I really loved like the live prosthetics
3: yeah. with, with the cat the, the, yeah, the, the yeah. makeup yeah. and everything because of course when we're, like when we were working on the film camp, of course mm. when you're walking around and you've got people with like elf ears and big noses and mm. eyes and everything like that it's sort of like well, this is unbelievable and like the thing is as well it looked real which I know is the mm. whole point of prosthetics this looked like really really, really good stuff.
5: I was very jealous of anyone who had the cool prosthetics and cool outfits like I was happy to be there obviously but I was a labourer but I mean they even though I was just a random person they literally spent so long they put an extra piece of hair in I've got like a bob but they put an extension in and then made it into a little bun and I had a hat on so you could barely see it and they also went to the detail of putting fake mud under my nails every single nail all over my face and they were like reapplying it during the shoot like there was so much attention to detail.
0: I think we've reached the end of your Dungeons & Dragons quest. (laughs) Yes, I think so. That was good. That felt felt magical. (laughs) So actually, yeah, one last question. Uh Uh, So if you're a character in Dungeons & Dragons, what kind of character are you? We know that Edgen is a bard, Holger's a barbarian, Simon is a sorcerer.
5: I most recently played as um, a half-elf. Druid.
3: <laughs> I think I would be a sorcerer. Something about being magic just appeals to mm-hmm. me. Just sort of—I mean, I wouldn't use it like um, Simon in the film where he's stealing people's money. I wouldn't do that, but just sort of essentially be like a magician, just at kids' parties, but like completely blow their head off when I just actually manage to. Bring out an entire life-sized Toblerone out of thin air. That's that's sort of the first thing I could think of. Wow. Is that what you
1: think children want a birthday party <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you telling me as a child you don't
3: children. want a life-sized Toblerone? But yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> but something about just oh being God, a sorcerer. A yeah, it would be that just sounds right up my alley. <laughs> magic. You know what? Get him
1: for
3: his
4: birthday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I would I would probably just be a, an alchemist because. With the nature of D&D, of course, if you roll a certain low number, and one of these potions that has been used to try and enhance your team ultimately ends up going awry, and it completely puts the whole campaign on its head. And that's the sort of thing I love about D&D, how random and sporadic it is, and how it can be going brilliantly one second, and then... Absolute shambles for them. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you
1: played a lot
4: of D&D, Callum? I used to play it a lot, yes. I need to get back into it, admittedly.
1: Yeah.
2: I was going to say a Bard, because I, I think they're always really fun, and they're always chaotic neutral, and they always are like the wild card that shouldn't be there, but they always add the fun. Whether it's like Chris Pine in Dungeons & Dragons, or Scanlan in Vox Machina, or Yaskier in The Witcher, like... <laughs> they always kind of bring the crazy fun... Um, yeah i love i love bards Can right. I do mine again?
5: <laughs> whatever i'd be i'd definitely be a magic user because uh, since i've been a kid i've just been obsessed with the idea of being magic um and that's the most fun but yeah i also think i would probably be chaotic neutral i think that's the most fun alignment you know yeah. you just never know what you're getting and as, as we've is. been saying that's that's the nature of D&D. It distilled it's chaotic, <laughs> <laughs> chaotic things but in, in the most fun way possible Yes,
1: thank you very much for joining us to talk about Dungeons & Dragons Honor and one Thieves.
4: Go watch <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We hope you enjoyed hearing our team give their reviews and share some of their memories of Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves.
1: The movie is now available to watch on streaming as well as on DVD and Blu-ray. Look out for Annick Castle.
0: If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast and want to hear more about Annick Castle on screen, we recommend listening back to episode three, all about the films made here, or episode 35, which focuses on television appearances. And of course, make sure to join us on one of our daily film location tours when you visit Annick Castle. You might well meet Brad, Callum or Charlotte when you do.
1: Please give us a positive rating or review on your podcast provider if you can, and let us know if you spotted the castle in Dungeons and Dragons by tweeting us at Anneck Castle.
0: We'll be back in two weeks for a look at another aspect of Annette Castle's history. Until then, I've been Daniel.
1: And I've been Deborah.
0: Thank you very much for listening and goodbye.
1: Bye.